Hi there. Thank you for choosing to listen to this sermon. We pray that God would use this as an added resource to benefit you in conjunction with you belonging to a local church near you. This sermon was preached at Central Baptist Church Pretoria. 130 years of believers loving God, caring for one another and impacting the world. And what a joy to do it together. Uh, my heart is certainly elevated this morning. Friends, would you turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians, and in Galatians would you find chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5. This morning, I'm going to start just a two-week series looking at this one chapter, Galatians chapter 5, looking at the first 15 verses this morning, and then taking us through to the end of the chapter next week. As we read familiar verses, I'm hoping that we see the the work of the Holy Spirit in the sanctification of believers, a very practical portion of Scripture uh, next week. This week, I'm really hoping that we see how we are to live free in Christ, how we to live out the freedom which Christ has won for us. I'm not hearing the rustle of pages. I think we've all found our place. Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read to you from verse 1 through to verse 15. Would you hear the word of God? For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, We ourselves eagerly await for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view and the one who's troubling you will bear the penalty whoever he is. But if our brothers still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you to emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite 
and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Just so far in the reading of God's word. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Christ has set us free. If you are in Christ, that is a statement of fact. The question that is going through your mind or ought to go through your mind is what have you been set free from? And the answer is that in Christ, we have been set free from sin. Jesus said, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. We have also been set free in Christ from death. Jesus delivers all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. In Christ, we have been set free from the devil. Sinners need to escape the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. But in this context, in Galatians chapter 5, based on Paul's flow of thought from chapter 4, Paul has in mind that in Christ we are set free from bondage to the law. In Christ we have been set free from the law. Now the law is those 600 plus plus um, commandments and regulations that were received through Moses and recorded in the second through fifth books of the Torah. The law reflects God's holy and changing character. The law regulated the day-to-day life of the Hebrew nation. The law regulated how that Hebrew nation, the Israelites, were to worship God. So how is it that we can be in bondage to the law? Friends, we are in bondage to the law when we use the law in a way that it was not intended. You see, the law condemns the sinner, but the law cannot redeem the sinner. The law requires, demands perfect holiness. But the law cannot make you perfectly holy. Failure to keep all the law results in curse. And because all the law cannot be kept, we cannot receive blessing. The law slays the sinner, but the law cannot give life to the sinner. The law will condemn the best of men, 
But the law has no power to save the worst of men. The law will reveal your sin, but the law cannot remove your guilt of sin. We use the law correctly when we use it as a mirror to to see how sinful we are. We use the law incorrectly when we rely on it for salvation, trusting that our self-righteousness might make us good enough for God. Friends, we have been freed from the law, bought out of the slave market of works. Christ has set us free. That is a declaration of Jesus Christ's accomplishment. For freedom, Christ has set us free, is a call to you and I to live in the freedom that he has won for us. And so now the question becomes, how must the free live out their freedom in Christ? And I'm going to give you three ways from the text that we've read. The first way comes to us from verse 1 to verse 6, the second half of verse 1 to verse 6, and it is stand firm in Christ. The second way that we are to live out this freedom in Christ is found from verse 7 to verse 12. And it is we are to have confidence in the Lord. And the third way that we are to live out this freedom in Christ is found in verse 13 to verse 15. And it is we are to love one another. And so we look at that first way, that the free are to live in the freedom that they have in Christ, and it's stand firm in Christ. I'm going to read from the second half of verse 1 through to verse 6 again, and maybe just to tell you what this portion of Scripture is conveying to us. The free, that's us who are in Christ, stand firm in Christ, while the self-righteous are severed from him. Read together with me the second half of verse one. Therefore stand firm and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. And I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly await for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything but only faith working through love. In verse one, the second half, why this call to stand firm? Friends, because the church had been infiltrated 
False teachers were teaching a mix of Christ and self-righteousness, Christ and the law, Christ and works, Christ and human effort. And the law is a heavy yoke to bear. It is do, do, do. The gospel is the good news that it has already been done by Jesus Christ on the cross. Do not go backwards. Do not desert him who called you in the grace that is of Christ. Do not turn to a different gospel. Friends, we are saved by faith alone, not faith combined with works. We are We are saved by Christ alone, not Christ's merits combined with the merits of Mary or the saints. We are saved by grace alone, not grace combined with law keeping. And even if we, me, or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we have preached to you, let him be accursed. What's at stake? Jesus. Jesus is at stake. Your salvation from him, your connection to him, your future with him. Jesus Christ is at stake. In verse two, if you adopt the law, you sacrifice salvation on the altar of self-righteousness. Verse number three, if you adopt the law, then you shackle yourself to the whole of the law, every jot and tittle. Verse four, if you adopt the law, then you don't just cut off your skin in circumcision, you sever your soul from Christ for all eternity. How is it then that Paul can so eagerly await for the hope of righteousness? What is his confidence? What ought our confidence to be? It is this. Salvation is of the Lord. Verse five and six. Salvation is through the spirit. Salvation is by faith and salvation is in Christ. Friends, salvation is an act of sovereign grace. Salvation does not come through God's law and our hard work. Salvation comes through God's spirit and our patient faith. How must the free live out their freedom in Christ? Well, the free must stand firm in Christ while the self-righteous are severed from him. Second point, verse seven to 12. Again, I'm gonna read it. Really, the big picture is that the free, that's us who are in Christ, have confidence in the Lord while the self-righteous face destruction. Read with me from verse seven. 
you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will take no other view. And the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty whoever he is. But I, brothers, still preach circumcision. Why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. Verse 7 and 8. Paul asks the question, who hindered you? Who persuaded you? False teachers. False teachers are everywhere. False teachers are on the bestseller shelf of your local cum bookstore. False teachers are on the airwaves of TBN and Daystar Television Network and Faith Broadcasting Network. But do you know who the most insidious false teacher is? The most dangerous false teacher is. The most toxic false teacher is. It is the person sitting right next to you. Okay, maybe that, maybe that didn't work out so well. person sitting right next to you might be your husband and your wife. What I mean is false teachers come into the church and sit amongst us. Jude calls them hidden reefs at your love feasts as they feast with you without fear. They are among us. These false teachers attend our Bible studies. These false teachers attend our Sunday worship services. These false teachers attend our fellowship meals. They are watching. They are waiting. They are looking for opportunity to sow their heresy and capture hearts. They are like leaven in verse 9. Permeating. Growing, corrupting, troubling, unsettling. Their hearts are false, they are black, they are dark, they are corrupted, and at the judgment, Jesus will say to them, I never knew you, depart from me. First half of verse 10. Why in the midst of this can Paul have so much confidence? Because again, Paul's confidence isn't in you. Paul's confidence is that the Galatian believers are in the Lord. Sovereign grace will preserve them to the end. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Jesus will lose Nothing of all that God has given him. The free can have confidence in the Lord. 
Now at the end of verse 10 through to verse 12, there's a dire warning to false teachers in this text. Paul is also confident that the troublemakers will bear the penalty. And with biting sarcasm, he says he hopes that they will emasculate themselves. While performing circumcision, they will cut everything off. Friends, Paul recognizes the threat of false teaching in the church and the danger of false teachers to the church. How must we, the free in Christ, live out our freedom in Christ? Number one, the free stand firm in Christ while the self-righteous are severed from him. We read about that from verse one to verse six. And number two, the free have confidence in the Lord while the self-righteous face destruction. We read about that from verse seven to verse 12. Third point. How must the free live out their freedom in Christ? Well, the free love one another. while the self-righteous hate each other. We're going to read from verse 13 to verse 15 just to set the text again in our minds. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love. Serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Verse 13 to 14. Do you want to know how to Live out your freedom in Christ. Sure, you must stand firm in Christ. And sure, you must have confidence in the Lord. But the application of living in freedom really comes down to one word. Love. Loving one another. Jesus said that the greatest commandment in the law was you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and all the prophets. And, and Jesus elevated Love between his disciples when he said a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. What does this kind of love look like? Well, it looks like Jesus. The gospels record that the son of man came not to be served but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. The free love one another. They are at peace with one another. They are devoted to one another in brotherly love. They honor one another. They live in harmony with one another. They have equal concern for each other. 
They serve one another in love. Verse 15. Not the self-righteous. They are characterized by bitterness. They stir up dissensions and cause strife. Do you want to know what God hates? There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that hasten to run to evil, and a false witness who breathes out lies, and one that sows discord among brothers. God hates one that sows discord amongst brothers. The self-righteous hate, and their hatred looks like something. They bite each other. They devour each other. They don't even care if they consume each other. Paul says, watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles. Contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught, avoid them. For such persons do not serve the Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of many. Keep watch. Mark. Avoid the divisive. How must the free live out their freedom in Christ? Number one, the free stand firm in Christ while the self-righteous are severed from him. Number two, the free have confidence in the Lord while the self-righteous face destruction. Number three, the free love one another while the self-righteous hate each other. A few words of application in closing. Firstly, to those who have not yet trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, there is application in this text for you. Do you long for the kind of freedom that Paul has spoken about in verse one? Are you a slave to sin and wish to be free? Are you a slave to death and wish to be free? Are you a slave to the devil and wish to be free? Are you in bondage to the law and wish to be free? The son of man came to seek and save the lost. Your sin separates you from God, but Jesus came to deliver you from the wrath to come. In Christ, God is able to deliver you from the domain of darkness and transfer you to the kingdom of his beloved son. Jesus suffered and died as a substitute in your place and rose from the grave victorious over sin and over death and over the devil. <laughs> Amen. The call on your life even now, is to repent for the forgiveness of sins.
freedom is on offer. Eternal life is on offer. Jesus is on offer. Would you repent today? Would you turn away from your sins and place your faith and your trust in him? Do so at once. Do not delay. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Believers, to those of you who are new converts and sitting here this morning, you do understand, right, that we are in a spiritual battle at Central Baptist Church, Pretoria. We are living in an active war zone. There is a present conflict between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. There are those who would seek to destroy your faith and there are those who would seek to harm the church. But salvation is from the Lord. Salvation is through faith alone. Salvation is through Christ alone. Salvation is by grace alone. New converts stand firm in these truths. Members of Central Baptist Church, Pretoria, there is application in this text for you this morning. And the application is this. Love. Love one another. Be at peace with one another. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another. Live in harmony with one another. Have equal concern for each other. Serve one another in love. By this will all people know that you are Christ's disciples if you have love for one another. Old saint, for you there is application in this text. Old saints and prayer warriors, you know well that our confidence isn't in man. Our confidence is in the Lord. And so pray for your church. It does feel to the pastoral leadership together with the elders that we are under constant attack. And so we ask that you would join in fervent, unceasing, dependent prayer to Almighty God that he would protect our flock and deliver us from the schemes of the evil one. Lastly, there's a message to any who might be biters, devourers, consumers, division causers, or those who would by smooth talk or flattery seek to deceive the hearts of the naive. Repent. You are in grave peril, for the shepherd of the flock will certainly protect his own. May God give us all wisdom, the free, as we live out our freedom in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray to Almighty God. Father, I do thank you for your word. It is faithful and true. And upon it, Lord God, we can build all of life and all of doctrine. Thank you, Lord, that it speaks to us. It is like a double-edged sword. Thank you, Lord, that in your word we see your son, 
Jesus Christ. This morning, Lord, as we have peered into Galatians chapter five from verse one to verse 15, I I pray that we would see and savor something of this freedom that we have in Christ and we would live it out to your praise and to your glory. These things I pray in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. Find out more about Central Baptist Church at www.central.org.za.